myself into these situations. Teenagers, give them an inch, they swim all over you. Alright performers, let us enter in an orderly fashion and provide an example. Somebody, please take over. W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 679, and together we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video on Facebook every Wednesday night, community, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, and you can find everything else at www.radio.com. So this week, please come with me to Three Bridges Bar and Grill at Villa Del Lago at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort for a live dining review of a resort lounge with an extensive, surprising, and eclectic menu that makes Three Bridges a true dining destination. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week for a chance to win a Disney prize package and more updates at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. When we talk about dining experiences, it's not just what you eat, but oftentimes where you eat it. And Walt Disney World not just has some of the best dining locations in terms of the variety and the quality of the cuisine, but where you are able to enjoy it as well. And tonight, everything lined up just right because we are sitting outside at arguably one of, there's a top 10 in here somewhere, the top 10 restaurant views in Walt Disney World. We are sitting literally over water at Lago Dorado at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort at a place that I have never had a full meal before. I was here when it opened and I've never been here before. We are at the Three Bridges. I almost don't even want to call it a lounge because as you'll hear, the menu is so big and so extensive and I have a feeling so delicious that this may just be a destination dining experience, but that's why we do it live. And because the menu is so big, I brought in friends and I brought in extra backups so we could justify ordering more. Joining me, once again, I will always believe in ladies first, is Lisa Donato Glasser from the Castle Run and Core Memory Candles. I am so hungry and so excited for this meal. And coming back, it's been a long time since Jason Knapp from here with the magic and, oh my God, all the, it's like you have so many things. It's here with the magic and you've got the late night show. Welcome back. Thank you for having me back to my very, what's one of my favorite restaurants in all of Walt Disney World? And I'm so excited. To... When I suggested this, I was like, oh, let's go over to Coronado. Should we go here or Dahlia Lounge? We actually went to, to both. You're like, those are two of my top three. I'll be curious to hear later on what fills in the trifecta. And with no website to speak of, once again, still, we're going to come up with one just for you so we have a place to send people, is Kenneth Johnson. Well, I can't believe I'm here for many reasons, especially the last appearance, but Lou, I'm honored, and thank you so much for inviting me tonight. Really excited about this menu. I've actually never been here before, 
Uh, actually, well, I should, I've been here but never dined here, so really excited. And back on the show once again, and I'm not kidding that I was, as I looked at the menu, I'm like, there's too much for four people to order on their own. Joining me once again is my daughter, Marion, and my son, Nicholas. Kids, welcome back. Hello. Hi. And you guys have literally never even, you've never been to Coronado since the tower has opened. So all of this is brand new for you. Yes, it's brand new. And it's a very pretty. I'm very, I love like the whole aesthetic vibe of everything. And I'm more excited for the food. I was going to say, when you walked in, what were your sort of just very quick thoughts about the, the tower? And then there's no really other restaurant like this in Walt Disney World. The sort of overwater, open air outdoor lounge that has a number of tables by the water there's fireplaces there's a bar to sit in as well I, I think this is and we'll also talk about this one of the coolest places to sit outside yeah and even as i was walking around it kind of reminded me it's like a little like community here it's it's so huge and there's so many different places you can eat there's some places you can even like all the little lounges are just cute little you know places you can sit around so it reminded me of like a little like community or like a campus which i thought was really interesting well, it is sort of this village around the lakes, right? It's, it's Villa de Lago is sort of these, uh, you know, the casitas around the lakes. Thoughts very quickly on sort of the aesthetic, the vibe of Coronado as a whole, and then certainly here at Three Bridges. So I think like we were saying before um, we started recording, you know, we sort of used to write off Coronado because we associated it with conventions. And while it was a very nice resort with good options, it wasn't really a destination in and of itself. And it's definitely a destination now. And I think we all agree that like Grand Destino is far and away one of the most beautiful properties now and i love the i mean i love the setting here and i guess like you know nomad lounge geyser point that's sort of where my head goes when i'm someplace like this but i think you get the best of both worlds here because you get the gorgeous view but then you get a menu that's as extensive i think as any restaurant and i and i love sort of the theming which is very subtle out here in this idea the sort of a little bit of adventure and nostalgia and the search for the seven cities of gold uh, yeah, you know, you might even say that it evokes a bygone era in which intersecting travelers shared epic tales over food and drink, Lou. Good Gandhi, you are so eloquent. Somebody should take that and put that on a webpage somewhere. <laughs> I'll just say this. When I was choosing a place to stay for our honeymoon, honeymoon, for our anniversary, for our 25th anniversary, we stayed here. Say no more. Like this is one of the most beautiful resorts on property. It's super romantic. It's got great places to eat. We talked about the lounges, and I think it's absolutely worth looking at. If people think of this as a convention hotel, you need to you need to reconsider that. Yeah, there is a resort report coming for here because it did the the building of the Decino Tower changed the entire sort of approach. I think to this resort as a hotel, it no longer was the quote unquote convention hotel. It has some of the, well, obviously, some of the best dining options you're going to find anywhere. And the tower itself is beautiful, and the rooms are spectacular. And even sort of the upgraded rooms, which over the last number of years have happened through all of the casitas, it is a big, it is a sprawling resort. But this, this sort of area right around the lake here is absolutely gorgeous. And I think an interesting thing to point out that I don't think about that often, it, but like, you know, what Riviera obviously is to Caribbean Beach, um, Grandestino is to Coronado. But I think a big difference here that we might not think about that often is that there's one entry here. So when you're coming into this resort as a whole, you're entering at Grandestino. And that kind of sets the stage now, as opposed to Riviera and Caribbean Beach, where you've got two different entries. And so you're still sort of entering Caribbean Beach or entering Riviera. So when you come here, it's very grand from the get-go. 
Yeah, it reminds me sort of almost like an Alani feel when you walk into sort of um, that, that sort of, as opposed to something like Riviera, which is very small, and I think romantically, wonderfully so, this is much more grand, much more opulent with that you know, multi-story atrium. But we'll get to that when we get to the resort report. My daughter's giving me the let's go, Dad, moving along. I'm really, really hungry. Well, that's okay, Marion, because you're in the right place. Because I came to Three Bridges not just for the views, not just for these incredibly comfy. This sort of has a, um, a geyser point type feel in terms of sitting outside and if you get a beautiful night like this. But it was the menu here that really attracted me to this. And I've never had a full meal here. I just sort of came by when they first opened. But the menu is extensive. I did a very quick count. There's about 22 to 25 or so different starters salads and full-blown entrees and that's why i said this is almost more of a restaurant than it is a lounge it really is a restaurant it, it should be speaking to a restaurant but it's but you cannot make an adr here you can't make a reservation here you it's a it's a walk up only um but you can get on the walk up via the app if you're on property so it's but it's it's i mean of all the lounges it's got the most extensive menu of any lounge or property for sure and it's only open for dinner um, the restaurant doesn't open until 4.30, so... It's open late. It's open till midnight, right. so after the parks, this is probably the place you want to be late night. And there's not a lot of those. Like, I'm a late... Look, this is a body built on late night snacking. I, I love to eat, like, something like this after coming back. Even if the kids want to go, go to sleep in the room, coming down here, having a beverage, and, you know... Or a, a few... <laughs> There's, and there's a lot of snacks. And again, it's part of the reason why we brought a little bit of extra backup tonight. And it's divided into spreadable, dippable, shareable, salads. We'll make quick work of that. A number of entrees, desserts. And then there's a, a completely separate kids' menu that we'll touch on too, including kids' appetizer, appetizers and create-your-own entrees and selections. The problem that we're going to have tonight is because there is so much. Like, we sort of did a little um, a little pre-game recon of the menu, and we're like, what do we cut out? Like, what do we cut out of the menu? Quickly through the spreadable, dippable, shareables, there's house-made guacamole with tortilla chips and tahini, which is plant-based. The warm manchego cheese and Oaxaca cheese dip. Yes. With chorizo, roasted peppers, and tortilla chips. The guac came in at 12. This comes in at 14. Roasted corn dip with smoked tomato. Jason's making the yummy sound in the back. You've had this before? Oh, it's so good. So good. I think I'm made up now of one-third corn dip, actually. <laughs> there's, there's the, um, okay, so there's the manchego cheese. There's the roasted corn dip, dip. The pan con tomate with toasted bread, crushed tomatoes, garlic, and olive oil. Also uh, plant-based. That's $10. The curry hummus. You've also, again, you're making the yummy face. It's the best hummus I've ever had. And trust me, I know my hummus. This is, this is so good. You're going to love it. I'm looking at my daughter because we eat a lot of hummus oh, at our house. Okay. And my daughter and son both love hummus with a lot of different things. And they're Szechuan peppercorn wings with toasted sesame seeds coming in at $14.50. Like, well, in the interest of diversity... And inclusion. I just, I think it would be wrong to exclude anything that we've heard tonight. Like, I was almost going to exclude the guacamole because I believe, not just because you're sitting here, that my daughter makes the best guacamole, but do we get all, like, 
do we get all of them? Seems Nicholas, is, is that excessive? Seems unfair to the guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how sad to be the only one that's not ordered. My son's going, Dad, that's a lot of food. I need to go to college. <laughs> I think it's also important to point out that there are three items on this on, on the appetizer menu that are plant-based mm-hmm. also. Yeah. So it's a really good it's a really good spot for people who are looking for are a plant-based donkey. Are any of them vegan? Yeah. Yes. And, the, and on the kids' menu, they put plant-based options as well. Which, which is nice because rather than having to ask specifically as you had in the past, like, can they make it plant-based? Dizzy has done this a lot in terms of not just plant-based vegetarian but vegan items as well, uh, a lot of allergy-friendly items. We'll come back. There's also, uh, there's six different salads. There is a Villa del Lago salad with roasted red peppers, romaine, arugula, warm Yukon potatoes, beans, and sherry vinaigrette. There's one with grilled chicken, one with grilled shrimp, a smoked feta Greek salad, which is always delicious, also with grilled chicken or with grilled shrimp. I think I, I'm going to just speak for everyone. We're going we're gonna to bypass the salads in their entirety. And here's where I think this really shines. There are braised pork tacos, crispy slaw, salsa verde, cotillas. I'm not sure if you can hear Kenneth in the background. And marinated fruit at $16. Coconut curry chicken with basmati rice. And you've had that before? You've had, had that. I got that the last time I was here, and it was unreal. Like Steak frites with it's a char-grilled sirloin with smoked paprika fries and chimichurri. Our server came over before we were even looking. He said, just so you know, the Three Bridges Signature Burger may be the best burger on property. It's hard. It's hard. I would really need to have this like up against the, the bison, bison burger from Geyser Point, but it's really good. It's really good. That is a tall claim. That's a big claim. Crispy potato, manchego cheese, roasted garlic, lemon aioli, arugula, tomato served with smoked paprika fries. There's a poke bowl with or without salmon or ginger shrimp. And Harissa lamb chops, like you would not expect to have. You had those too? Oh, I've had everything. I've had everything except the salads. I haven't had the salads. So I'm disappointed. We're not going to. I'm just kidding. All right. So very quickly, Marion Nicholas, what on the entree menu jumped out at you first? Like if you had to order for yourself, what would be the one thing that you think you would order for yourself? So the thing that jumped out to me at first was definitely the Three Bridges signature burger. Like, it just, like, the crispy t- potato, the manchego cheese, the little bit of garlic lemon aioli, and the paprika fries, all of that combined just sounds like a really good burger. Like, on paper, that sounds a, like a really good burger. I love a poke moment. So the poke bowls, they all look really good, but the ginger shrimp one yeah, that's, sounds that's, especially yeah. exciting. That's my girl right there. I'll have to say the impossible meatballs on the kids' menu. That's what really jumped no, out. That's at me. a genuine thing. They, I prefer impossible meat to regular, like meat. I I do think that's a genuine thing. All right, we agreed on the cheese, but no, seriously though, I was looking at the Harissa lamb chop. That's what got my. That's what caught my attention. Yeah. The I mean everything's great, but the poke bowls. The poke bowls are really really good. They're not. Ter- terribly big, but they're filling and they're really fresh. Oh, any of them. There's one that's plant-based, so it doesn't have any uh, protein in it. There's um, there's the shrimp one, and then there's a salmon one as well. It's really all good. I mean, we all have a good poke bowl. The last time I was here, I had that coconut curry chicken, and it was 
like so good, yeah. so good. It's all, it's it's weird. You wouldn't expect that here. Yeah. Um, and it was in addition to the menu about six months after this reopened, and and it was I, I tried it out of curiosity, and it was just it's amazing. It's really. Good. I am just incredibly impressed at just what an extensive and diverse menu there is. Burgers and pokey and lamb and tacos and curry chicken. Like, it's it's wonderfully all over the place, which is sort of in keeping with this theme of exploration and adventure that this resort, so the menu sort of reflects the overall theme of, of the resort. I think, I think we get all of the appetizers maybe except the guacamole no. I, I, or do we it get the guacamole sounds gua- like everybody wanted the guacamole okay so alright so we get alright and then what are we doing in terms of entrees I think we have to get tacos curry chicken steak frites burger and a poke bowl with ginger shrimp and oh and the lamb chops and we're guessing we're getting the lamb chops we don't have to we can get the impossible I'm just look. I'm looking around to make sure that there's other tables that want to maybe come over and help us with all this. Basically, everything except we're, we're just choosing one of the three poke bowls. Is that? Eliminate a couple apps, I think. Do we need the um, yes. the pan con tomato? No. We don't need that. That's no. more okay. like a bruschetta. It's bruschetta. We don't need yeah, bruschetta. Not that and not the guac if you have yeah. to eliminate Okay. We can so, eliminate the. Yeah. We, 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 we'll come back for the guac. We'll come back. We'll come back for the guac. Okay. I think. Feel better because we're eliminating two, so it's not like we're singling out the guacamole. We're getting all the desserts. We are getting all. We might as well touch on it now because, by the way, I'm not a sweets guy. But there are warm churros with esplet sugar and chocolate sauce, tres leches, which is delicious, and something called a seasonal fruit sorbet, which is plant-based. also plant based. It's plant based. It's seasonal, so that means it like changes. We have to ask what it is. We'll ask what it is. And it's worth mentioning that there's just like an extensive allergy-friendly version of pretty much everything on the menu if you scroll down. So if you are if you have food sensitivities, um, this seems like it would be a good place to come. Oh, right. They do have separate allergy-friendly spreadables, salads, entrees, uh, and desserts. And it looks like there's everything on the regular menu but allergy-friendly. And, Marianne, you did mention – I think it, it bears mentioning the kids' menu because there are kids' appetizers, hummus with non-bread and carrot sticks, a romaine cup. And then there's a create your own entree, a hamburger, pork tacos, or impossible meatballs. And then there's kernel corn, mac and cheese, and seasonal fruit cups. And then a few of you got some of the um, non-alcoholic beverages, correct? What did you get, Marianne? I got the, I want to call it berry mint smash thing. It's actually really good. It has like soda water. It's strawberry, blackberry, lime, mint, and soda water at 549. I got the prickly pear limonada, which is iced tea, lemonade, prickly pear, and lemon. Yeah, I got, I've had that before, and it's really good. I got the berry smash again this time, and it's very like fresh. It's just soda water with berries and mint, so it's not sugary at all. This is nice. I'm excited, and I'm famished. And look, the sun has just gone down. The lights are up, reflecting on the water. Like, tell me this is not... Like, this is the way to spend the night. It is. It really is. And, you know, that's another thing this has in common with uh, the other lounge at the Wilderness Lodge is Geyser Point on the water. You get this nice breeze coming off the water. And, you know, here in Orlando, it's often very warm and humid. So this really makes it a, a very comfortable night out. 
And we, um, it obviously is our lucky night tonight because in addition to being here on this beautiful night, we also have Manny from who, from what I understand, is one of the top rated servers and friendliest people that you'll find here at Three Bridges. So we're excited to, we're excited to have you. <laughs> Manny, you're going to need an extra pen and more paper. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to go with the Manchego cheese and Oaxaca cheese dip. All right, we're getting a woo. Because that cheese comes on the burger, too. So Nice. So. We're going to do roasted corn dip. Corn dip, all right. Curry hummus. Curry hummus. Yeah, absolutely. And the Szechuan peppercorn wings. Peppercorn wings. Those are amazing. And we're actually getting entrees, too. Entrees? All right. <laughs> we'll have the tacos, please. Tacos? Pork tacos? The curry chicken. Curry chicken? The steak frites. Steak frites. And how would you like that cooked? Medium. Medium, Medium please. All right. The th you, you spoke very highly about the Three Bridges Signature Burger, like... It's a must-get? It's a must-get, absolutely. So what happens is the Manchego cheese, it seeps into the patty, and then it just makes the burger 10 times juicier. Oofa. All right, we'll have one of those, please. <laughs> and, oh, and uh, also another, um, how would you like that cooked? Medium. Medium? Rare. <laughs> <laughs> medium rare? Medium. Or medium rare, yeah. Um, we'll do the poke bowl with the ginger shrimp, please. The ginger shrimp, nice. And uh, Kenneth. Well, one more thing, actually. Um, with the, I know it's the salmon on there, but it's actually an ahi tuna instead of salmon. Do we want, do we want ginger shrimp or ahi tuna? We'll try. Right, we'll try shrimp. Shrimp, okay. And uh, Kenneth demanded the lamb chops. The lamb chops. All right. And another important question for that one. How would you like that cooked? Medium rare. All right. Is that enough? Is that enough for the six of us to? Um, absolutely. That's more than enough. <laughs> That's more than enough. My friends, I'll go ahead and fire that up, and I'll be right back. Okay. Thank you. His face was like, "Are you people kidding me?" So I'm curious about this Manchego cheese Oaxaca dip. Why is it called Oaxaca? Is it like got? Is it? From the region of Mexico, where we get our, all the mole sauces and all that, does it have? I don't know why you're looking at me. I oh, you've been here before. I know, but I didn't take like a history lesson before. I no, but I mean, you've had the dip, right? Yeah, it's delicious. Okay, what's it like? It's delicious. All right, delicious. <laughs> it's like history in your mouth. It's, <laughs> it's like history in your mouth. Well, there you go. And this is why we record these live, because that's the only way you're going to get history in your mouth. So we just devoured our way through our multiple spreadable, dippable, and shareable appetizers. Let's sort of take them one by one. Shareable. Yeah, shareable, it's a relative term when it comes to us. The first one we had was the warm manchego cheese and Oaxaca cheese dip with chorizo, roasted peppers, and tortilla chips. You get maybe a five inch or so in diameter, uh, sort of shallow bowl of cheese dip, and then a, uh, a larger bowl of very well. I love my tortilla chips, very salty. Uh, thoughts on the Manchego cheese and Oaxaca dip? 
I mean, there there are no losers here. It's fun. there's no artichoke listed on the description, but I can definitely taste artichoke in it. It has that like hearty, earthy artichoke taste. But everything was great. It's probably, and this is unfair. It's probably like my least favorite of the list. It's delicious, but like it probably stood out the least to me. Anybody else thoughts? It's it's great, but I think in comparison of the other stuff we're going to talk about, it's why. Uh, it is a really good cheese dip, but the other stuff is just better. Right, because when you put it next to the roasted corn dipped with that smoked t- tomato aioli, the parmesan, the tahini, and the plant-based tortilla, I have never had anything like that. I thought that roasted corn dip, if they would have come out like in a large like cereal bowl <laughs> style, that's the way I would have liked to have eaten it. You have some on your nose, by the way. I'm perfectly fine with that guy. It was really, really delicious. No, I loved that one too. That was my that's my second favorite This this used to be my favorite appetizer after the corn fritters went away. This was my second favorite appetizer. It's still amazing. But then there's the other thing. Well there's two more. So I'm gonna go out of order on the menu. The Szechuan peppercorn wings with toasted sesame seeds. There was probably eight or so wings in there. And some of those wings were, like, from giant dinosaur bird-like chickens. Like, they were huge drumsticks. I love me a good wing. These were... What I liked about these is that they were almost like a baked, roasted... Like, they're not heavily fried. And there's just a little bit of heat in the sauce. It is not a first-date food because you'll be licking your fingers all night. But I thought those were really, really good. Yeah, if you can't eat that on a first date, then he's not a keeper. <laughs> that was delicious. And it came with these sliced pickles that were really good. It was That was awesome. Like, I only had one thing I might have liked more, and we haven't talked about it yet. And I think we all agree. What could you like more? I can't wait to hear. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. No, I really liked I didn't. I don't like spicy, but I did have a pickle, and the pickles were really good. And I'm a pickle connoisseur. Nicholas, you and I, we go out for wings a lot of different places in the area. I really like those wings because they have that little bit of subtle Szechuan flavor while also not like overpowering it. And it's not too spicy. It has a little bit of like a hint of a kick and it has a perfect amount of sweetness. And all those combined just make for a really, really great wing. And there's a clear, like there's a clear favorite. And it's almost one that I think sometimes people might overlook because you're like, well, I can get this anywhere. I can get it at the grocery store. I can get it as an appetizer in most places. But this curry hummus with the tzatziki and the harissa and the naan bread and the, was absolutely that. And then, and then a lot of people sort of, they see the word curry and they back off. It is remarkably good. Right. I, did not, I told you. I said I would come here for the hummus alone. It's the best hummus I've ever had. It's that good. It is really amazing. It's got sort of a, a greenish yellow color because of the curry. And there's so much... Mixed in the middle. Lou is licking his fingers right now. It is just, it's worth licking the bowl. I've, I've really don't tempt, don't tempt me because I just stuck my finger in it. Yeah, no, that was by far my favorite. And like they had these little, they almost taste like those Japanese rice crackers that have like a, a kind of sweet coating on the outside. Um, it comes with that. And I think like naan, it was re- like the little sweet crackers, though, were incredible with it. Oh, I and like the well experience, the sweet crackers, they were gone <laughs> before. Neither I did I. I. <laughs> I didn't even know there were crackers. 
And I love that, like, like almost like borderline burnt non-bread. Oh, like, I would literally make a... Tr- I would put on pants for this. That's how good that is. And it's not spicy. Sometimes no. curry dishes are spicy, and that's fine, too. But this is not spicy. It's so good. And it's such an unexpected flavor combination, but it works really well. Yeah, it's something you might see at Sanaa, maybe. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. There's, like, there's a wonderfully exotic, but not in a scary way like flavor to all of these different that is insane you almost undersold just how insanely good wait come here one more second let me stick my finger one more time oh my god it's really good i i like it though it's um it's a clear like oh gosh that curry is so good out of everything this was your favorite yeah hummus by far hummus i think hummus wings and then the corn i think the corn would be my top three hummus wings and corn yeah, agree in that order. In that order. I'm going to say wings, hummus, and corn. An agreement? Yeah. Hummus. Hummus. Yeah, hummus by far. Yeah, that's um, that's a, and surprise, that's right? a nice, that's a really nice surprise. Because I was like, all right, curry hummus, like, it's you almost undersold just how good that really is. I'm really proud of my hummus now. I really. <laughs> I feel so proud. And the the corn dip used to be my favorite. And when I was here last week, I felt so bad because I forgot about the corn dip. I I was like so into the hummus and the corn dip sitting over there. You can have more because I haven't stuck my finger in the corn dip just yet. (laughs) Just yet. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would come even just for the appetizers right now. I dig that a lot. So we just had all of our entrees laid out on the table. First impressions, not what I was expecting at all. Like the um, the presentation, especially things like the lamb chops and the tacos and that book, it's beautiful and it's plentiful. And if my kids eat one more of those French fries before we but they're so good. Like this is really impressive. Paprika on them and they're so addicting. They may be one of the best fries like ever. They're like, really good. The perfect thickness and they have the perfect amount of crispiness. <laughs> It might just be because I'm really hungry, but I'm going to just keep eating. I appreciate all of those comments, but get your hands off the fries because <laughs> we need to sort of pace ourselves. Just very quickly, impressions on just like presentation. It's all so beautifully prepared. Like it's one of the most stunning spreads I've ever seen at a Disney restaurant. Like we ordered a lot, of, but it speaks to like how much variety there is too, because it's like everything is. <laughs> and it's. It's plentiful. There's there the portion sizes are really large as well. I'm really excited about this lamb. The waiter said it's like a deconstructed gyro, and it it, it is. He was right. It's a tzatziki, like and it's beautiful the way the 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 chops are really small, delicate little looking things. But a lollipop. They're like little lollipop. Yeah, a little lamb lollipop. It looks wow. delicious. All right, let's let's um, let's figure out how to dig in. I. I, I don't even know where to begin. So we're going to begin at the beginning. We talked about the presentation. Let's sort of step through these one by one. In no order of preference. I'm just going to go down the menu in order. We start off with the braised pork tacos. There's three tacos with the crispy slaw, the salsa verde, the cotilla cheese, and the marinated fruit on top. I could just eat a bowl of that cheese all by itself. I thought those were delicious. And maybe there's a top 10 tacos on property 
this would have to be part of the conversation. I think that is the perfect pork taco. If I were, I, I said this when I tasted it. If I were designing a taco, this is what I would do. Roast smoked pork with a sweet vinegar sauce, that Manchego cheese with a slice of jalapeno, and the pickled onions make it. You are staring at these tacos like lo- with love in your eyes. And I, well, good, because Jason just took what little there was left of that. It's so good. It's just really, I, you, you know, I'm going to surprise you guys. I, I was really excited about the lamb, and I love that. But I think the taco stood out to me. That was my favorite thing. Taco thoughts, Nicholas? I think that the pork was, like, perfectly cooked, and the corn tortilla went really well with the cheese and all the different veggies that were on there. So, overall, it was just a really well-balanced, like, delicious taco. That's really good. Yeah. The, this mango. Wow. A little, like, diamond in the rough. Like a little it's marinated fruit. In it. yeah. Something amazing. It's like, ma- it says marinated fruit, which I had thought initially was on it. I didn't realize it's what's sitting on the side. Wow, that's like a little treasure, right? Like, it was staring right in front of me. I did, I, I'm not a huge, like, carnivore, so the tacos, they were really, really good. Not my absolute favorite. The mango, like, I would get it just for the mango. The sides are what's pulling through for me. I love how, like, the pulled pork is so, like, moist, and there's, like, a sweetness to it, like, balanced so well with the, and you get three of them with the side, and it's $16. Yeah, I mean, it's they're so light, and I'm going to be saying this again and again because a lot of the dishes, even though they sounded heavy on the menu, are actually very light. This is a great late night late night meal, um, and yeah, the the pork is very light, and then the the fruit is. I would like to put a bite of the fruit in my mouth with a bite of the taco now because I didn't experience that, but I think that would have leveled it up. Why don't you do it? Because there's one bite of fruit and one bite of taco left, and then we can sort of really put the money bite. where the mouth is. The thing that I like the most, well, I, I the poke bowl is always my my go to here, but the burger, the little piece of burger that I had, that's gone. There, there's no burger left. There's no, you can't tell that there was ever a burger here. That's amazing. That burger was amazing. I would like to confirm that putting a mango in your mouth and then also taking a bite of the pork taco in your mouth oh, yeah. is the play. That was really good. So. It's funny because as we were ordering, I think we all probably had ones that we thought were going to be our favorites. And then we're like, oh, we should just try that. I- I'm going to, spoiler alert right here, next on the list is the coconut curry chicken with basmati rice, the marinated chickpeas, and cashews. That may be, I mean, it is my favorite thing that I've eaten here far and away. If we were to do a top 10 entrees in Walt Disney World, this is part of the conversation. Yeah, I was so excited. I actually had this the last time that I was here and loved it. Um, I always get the curry around property. So like Rose and Crown, I always get the curry. And then Sanaa we talked about. But I think this is, for me, I think this is at the top of the list for like an Indian option on property. And the chicken just, like I'm just, I'm, it falls apart like just with your fork. But it's not, it's not overcooked though. It's not dry or, it's really really nice and there's this very nice little bread option i will say it's spicy so it's not my favorite thing but this bread that's there if you get it with if you also order like the lamb and you put the tzatziki on the bread it's like a combo i love the fact that there's a there's it's not afraid to be a little bit spicy you have to love curry and you have to love spice but i think the flavor profile is outstanding yeah i would say as 
this is sort of a chicken tikka masala. And if you like Indian food spicy, this is not spicy at all. Um, but if you are sensitive to heat, this is probably going to wake you up. And the chicken is like it's a it's like it's been cooked like tandoori style, so it just just sort yeah. of falls apart. I I would also say if you aren't a meat eater, you could probably ask for just like a bowl of rice and the sauce and the bread and and have at it. It's that good. I mean, who's shaking his head? Like it's that it's that good. And it's, and it's a huge portion. It's a huge portion. It's a huge portion. It's a nice, like, tear-off of the, the flatbread that comes with it. I think it might be more of, like, if you're an Indian food fan, it's maybe a little bit more, like, of a butter chicken than a, yeah, yeah. Than a tikka masala because it doesn't have that sort of heavy tomato base that a tikka masala has. Um, and all of them, there, there are a few dishes here that did have a little bit of heat. But it's, it's like, really, really well-done heat. It doesn't creep up on you. It doesn't overtake. Like, if you don't like spice whatsoever... It might not be your favorite thing, but, like, I can't do super spicy food, and this is absolutely fine for me. And also, if you're at a restaurant in Disney and there's a dish like this that has extra heat, you can always ask for a little extra yogurt to eat with it, and that'll cut the heat as well. Well, and what's nice is you'll see as we go through, if you like heat, it's here, but you, but you should not dismiss Three Bridges because you're like, oh, well, it's all spicy food. And it's all very exotic. So, for example... Next is the steak frites um, with, obviously, the, the fries never stand, stood a chance. <laughs> um, I, am a, I am a French fry guy. Like, that is my, like, if I could only have one food on a deserted island, it would be French fries. But the steak itself was delicious. This, too, had that um, chimichurri sauce. And, again, there was definitely some heat. Sort of, there was a tingle I sort of felt on my tongue in a, in a wonderful way from the chimichurri sauce. You did not, Marion, you didn't have any. Nicholas, you have some? Yeah. The steak frites? Yeah. The steak, it had a really good, the chimichurri sauce on it. And I, when I first took a bite, I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And then I got a massive glob of it and my mouth was like on fire. <laughs> but like, if you get a little bit of it with like that little bit of steak, like it's perfect. Just don't get too much. No, I, I, you know, I'm not a huge carnivore, but I did just, you know, I had to try everything. Um, the steak was really well cooked. It was really, really yummy. But the fries... These fries are just, they were incredible. They went away very quickly, but like props to the fries. So I don't know, does the menu describe that as skirt steak? That's what it looks like. Or, it looks like I don't know. I'm still, while you guys are talking, I'm still eating more of the coconut. Sirloin. Yeah. Oh, sirloin. Okay, so it's a sirloin. But it, it sort of, the way it looks, it looks like a skirt steak. It's very thin. Um and it's got the consistency of a skirt steak. It doesn't taste like sirloin at all, actually. It's uh, not as tough as sirloin would be. But the thing that uh, impressed me about it was despite how thin it is, they managed to get it medium rare. And they did a really good job with it. It looked, it looked to me like it was made with some care, and it, and it, it tasted great. And I and I didn't find. I mean, I think that's the other thing to know is the spice range here is pretty broad. And I didn't find the chimichurri sauce that spicy. But I think you have to kind of gauge it. You can probably ask for it off the steak, like on the side, is what I would do if you're worried about it being too spicy. It's still deli- it was delicious, really delicious. Kenneth, why are you playing with that last piece? Just eat it, man. Just because don't play is, with your food. It is definitely skirt. It's not skirt. It's little cracks in there. That's so I will say that it's delicious, and this, I, the smoked paprika on fries is something that I'm starting to do in my house tomorrow. 
Because <laughs> I love smoked paprika, but I, for whatever reason, I've never put it on. Hey, kids, we're going to Aunt Lisa's for French fries tomorrow. Um, it's not my it's not my favorite steak freed on property. I, it, it's wonderful. Where is Wine Bar George? I think oh. Wine Bar George's steak freed is some of the best. It, it's it's that's in my top five meals on property. This is phenomenal. Not everything is going to be my first choice. It's it's a great. I mean, if this is where you are, it's a great meal. It's not. I don't think it's the best steak freed on property, but it's very good. Wine Bar George is a little different experience. It's a uh, it's more. Elegant food in a casual atmosphere. This food is a little more casual, I yeah. think, than Wine Bar George. It's probably not a fair comparison, but if I was going for, like, the best of something on property. Yeah, this is not and bad. remember, like, we're at a lounge. Like, this isn't yeah. even, like, quote-unquote restaurant. It is I'm just, natural. Yeah. I'm trying to say something that's not, oh, my God, everything is so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's delicious. It's just. Why are you so critical? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so going in. Uh, our server told us, and I think Jason, you said too, that the Three Bridges signature burger with the crispy potato, manchego cheese, the roasted garlic, lemon aioli, arugula, etc., was one is is in the conversation for one of the best. Burger. I think it's the top two in the top two burgers on property. My opinion. why? So what is it? Because we were just we were talking sort of offline. If you go to Steakhouse Seventy One, you're going to get something a little bit more like a smash burger. If you go to someplace like um, guys are point you're going to get something a little bit of that thicker kind of bison burger what is it about this burger whether it's the consistency of the meat whatever it's approachable to me it's, it's sort of just comforting it's the the bun is soft the, I love the way the meat's cooked here I actually like it a little more smashable like that and everything's just balanced nicely with the sauces and the and the cheese the cheese is really amazing I thought it's I, I don't know I think I might like it a little more than guys are points burger Lisa's looking at me with a stink eye. No, I can. I mean, I can objectively appreciate it. I prefer a burger that's a little bit more of like a hearty burger, like the Bison Burger at Geyser Point. I don't love the one at Steakhouse Seventy One just because it's almost too rich for me, and it almost it tastes yeah. a little bit more like a cheesesteak than a burger to me. This is delicious, but it's sort of it's almost too rich for me for a burger. This I'm going to be the devil's advocate. This is not my favorite burger. Um, I, I thought the. The meat was very high quality, and it was a very juicy burger, but it had fancy cheese and arugula on it, and it was served on a brioche, and it's just, it's not really my sort of burger. So you but don't it, like nice things. But if you like, <laughs> well, if you like, if you like frou-frou burgers, this is a good one, but it, I'd rather just have a straightforward burger. Man's burgers, is that what you're yeah. saying? Well, I don't know I, if it's... A macho I, thing, but I think this. No, but I think I it's, super for I a man's burger. I like. So. I, apparently, I like the other kind of burger, and this is this is it's delicious. So I like this burger. I don't know if I didn't put it in my mouth and go. This is in the conversation for top three, top five. There was nothing overly remarkable about. It. Now I, we we split it six ways. So we only literally had a bite. We did dip it in that sort of that sort of aioli, um, which was a nice sort of. But I was sort of judging the burger on the burger itself. It's fine. It's delicious. I don't know if I'm like, this is absolutely a top X burger. If you're bored with burgers and you're looking for a new experience, <laughs> this is your burger. 
I think. But if you love burgers and you never get tired of them, don't order this. Oh, order it. Order it. Yeah, somebody get somebody. God, I want to. You listening? I need to hear. You need to sort of be the type of. Would you stop eating my coconut eat curry? You guys can keep talking about the burger while I finish the curry. I'm going to put the curry on the other side of the table. Um, next, alphabetically on the list is the poke bowl with the ginger shrimp. Again, I mean, it almost looks like we didn't even touch it. Like it's a oh. huge bowl of rice and shrimp. I know Nicholas and Marin, you guys dove in pretty quickly. Thoughts on and we we are a poke bowl family. Like we love poke. We probably have it maybe okay. once a week. Yeah, easily. Uh, yeah, I'm an avid poke girl. But um, I was really excited about this, and it was it lived up to the expectation. The shrimp was like it tasted very fresh. It had this really yummy sauce on it. There's this like grilled marinated pineapple in the bowl too which was just really really nice especially with the shrimp and with the vegetables and the pickled red onions it was it was really really nice and it's super filling it's full of white rice with this i don't know sauce of some sort on it um yeah i liked it a lot and it's so like pretty i love like a little colorful bowl moment it's and the sauce is, is a white sauce it's a coconut milk Lime there's sauce. Two. There's like three sauces on here. There's an orange sauce, a white sauce, and one that's like in the rice. Right. So there, there is that sriracha aioli. There's a sriracha aioli and that coconut milk lime. So they sort of balance each other out. And it's also worth mentioning that it's a basmati rice, which is kind of an aromatic, like Asian African style rice. That's not what you would you. When I get a poke bowl, you normally assume it's going to be like a sticky rice, which is more of a Japanese poke. Um, this is really good. It's 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 different though. The pickled stuff that's in there is awesome. There's edamame, like Marion said, the grilled pineapple with the coconut milk is awesome, and the shrimp were like nice and fresh. Um, this is an easy go-to too. Like I could see like leaving Epcot late at night and rolling over here and getting this, and it's nice and light. It's not heavy. Yeah, it's a very it's one, it's the lightest dish of everything we've eaten. This is usually my go-to. Is the is the shrimp poke bowl? It's it's just it's it's mass to say it's light. It's light in flavor, but it is. A massive portion size. And it's $15 without a protein. It's 20 with either salmon. He also said there was uh, ahi tuna tonight or the ginger shrimp. So another thing to comment about the poke bowl, the shrimp are huge. Yeah. The shrimp are ginormous. I remember like when I first picked it up, I thought it was going to be like this teeny tiny little thing. and like a massive shrimp. So that was like the one thing I mainly took away from that poke bowl. And the last on the list <clears throat> was the one that Kenneth chose, which I'm not sure I would have ordered had Kenneth not been here because what I saw in my mind's eye was very different than what came out on the plate. And that's the Harissa lamb chops, which you sort of mentioned sort of being the sort of lollipop style, small, delicate lamb chops with the tzatziki sauce, the cucumber tomato salad on top of the non bread. I'll, Kenneth, since this was your choice, I'll let you go first as you continue to sort of pull what little meat is left off that bone. I'm actually gnawing the bone of this lamb chop. It was that good. Yeah, I think, you know, the lamb chop itself was delicious, and it, it is kind of a deconstructed gyro. It's on pita, and it's got a nice orange sauce that I'm not sure exactly what it is but in addition to the tzatziki it's a, a tangy orange sauce and it, it's just really really delicious um you know the the one drawback is the the lamb chops are on the bone so if you want to eat it as a euro 
you know, pick up and bite kind of experience. You have to cut the meat off before you can do that, but it's really delicious. You can wrap the whole thing around the bone and eat it off like sliced bone out. Yeah. What are you, Fred Flintstone? Like, <laughs> again, not a first date thing, but obviously, if it's your first date with Lisa, you just don't know what you're going to expect. So, kids, thoughts on the on the lamb? Did you guys eat? Did you try it? I, again, you know, it was really, I tried it. It was really, really good. I'm not a huge um, meat person, but there is this, like, little veggie moment going around the outside. Cucumber, tomato, a sauce of some sort. I really liked it, and the presentation was really beautiful with all the different colors. Very fresh. Building on that presentation, it was like a deconstructed gyro, and it was really pretty presentation because all of them were on their own piece of pita with a little bit of tzatziki and all the vegetables, like, I thought that was really nice. And then the lamb was surprisingly not as chewy as some other lamb, which I really, really enjoyed. And it combined with the pita and the tzatziki and all the little things makes it, like, a lot better than I expected. Right. Lamb is that thing that if it's not cooked exactly right, you're, you're, it's going to be ruined. It can be, yeah, it can be gamey and it can be very tough and chewy, too. I didn't find that at all. I was very impressed. And, again, considering where we are for this outdoor, outdoor lounge experience, not what I was expecting. And this is one of those original items from them. This has been here since the place opened, and it's it's the go-to for a lot of people I know. It's And it's perfect every time. It's perfect every time. But you know, that's a good point you bring up, Lou, about the gaminess in most lamb. I didn't think about that because I love lamb flavor. But if you are averse to lamb and you're afraid of it because of that, you don't have that at all. I mean, they, they really hide that well. It's really well prepared. Lamb is, lamb is very hit or miss for me. Like, I don't like a gamey lamb at all, and this is perfectly done. I'm trying to think, like, I, I can't even think of a, of a lamb dish on property that even begins to come up against this. And the cherry tomatoes are delicious, too. The They're really good in the cucumber. The cucumber was lovely with the little bit of sauce on it. Yeah. All right, so everyone, we come here, we get a bunch of appetizers. This is going to be our place for dinner. What is the entree that you choose? I mean, the coconut curry chicken, absolutely. I, everything is really, really good, but, like, that's just such good comfort food. I mean, I could see being in the mood for the poke or the tacos, or but, like, the I think this is the the chicken is probably the most special. Th- that would be my go-to. That would be my go-to. Ladies first, Marion? Um, mine would probably be the poke I really and with a side of the fries because I love the fries. I think that curry chicken was, like, the standout of everything here. You know, I think it would depend on my mood when I was choosing my starter. If I had the hummus, I would choose the lamb chops. And if I had uh, the wings, I would either go with the taco or maybe that chicken. Uh, I like that. Yeah, that's that's a nice one to mix them. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that too. I think. I, my mo- like I said, my, my usual move is the poke bowl. Um, the, the curry chicken is the standout, I think. But I think it also, if you've been here maybe one other time, and try the burger the next time you come. Because I, I actually think it's worth trying if you like the burgers. If you like Jason's really now. he's really pushing hard for that burger. Yeah, I, I mean, somebody's got to show the burger some love. <laughs> I would get the tacos. I, especially yeah. now that I've had the mango taco bite in your mouth together uh, experience that I would highly recommend. It's not a it's not a saucy like so the pulled pork is not a saucy pulled pork at all. It's, That's it's, what surprised me about yeah, it. It's that nice. it's not that it's a dry not dry in a bad way, but it's no. it's not a um, a saucy yeah. I think it's only fair, Lou, to remind your listeners some of Jason's historic choices, like the India booth at Food and Wine. You know, 
Yeah, you don't judge a man by his worst day. <laughs> you know, it's... No, but Jason has redeemed himself tonight by recommending this place, and everything he said about it is true except the burger. So, as I sit here looking over the, the carnage of what we left behind, and how when we were... Con- this whole time we were recording, every time you guys were speaking, I was digging back into the current, and there's still some left, which is, I can't get away from it. Like, it is a, it is a, and I love me, a, I thought the poke was going to be my go-to. I think first, far and away, is the curry chicken. I think the tacos come in second. The steak, the lamb. And the burger, and that does not—it's not taking anything away from the burger. And Marion, to your point, it's not just that the steak is so good; those fries are like I would order. I would literally ask if we can get like a basket of fries. That might be the hit of the night. It's the fries, actually. Yeah, yeah, those are by far my. That was my. I mean, we haven't gotten to dessert yet. Oh my goodness! But those are my dessert. Imagine you know they have those hummus fries at Spice Road. Oh, yeah. imagine if they used that hummus to make the hummus fry. Oh, that would be so good. So, and keep in mind, because we're going to order dessert. Obviously, they're going to order everything that they have. And then, like, what's the perfect... If you came here by yourself, what does that perfect meal look like? I have my, I have my thoughts. Don't get full yet. So, before we get to dessert, there's something I wanted to... I just realized. We literally ordered practically everything on the menu. Yes, there's six of us. We ate a lot. But I don't, you know, when like you eat a lot, you feel just gross and you just want to waddle your way back to your room. I didn't feel that way at all. Like there was nothing overly heavy about what we ate. So we decided to order all three desserts. <laughs> the first were the churros with the um, sugar and chocolate sauce. I, I think they're, they're churros. I don't think there's anything necessarily remarkable about them. Um, right? Nothing sort of special about the churros per se. There's like they're basic churros, like that's really all you can really say about them. They're soft on the inside. They're crispy outside, yeah, soft they're, inside. They're not like your average crispy. It's not a, it's not a Disneyland churro no, no, no. or anything like that. It's, it's no, it almost it almost tastes a little undercooked on the inside. It's a little doughy. It's I mean nothing here that we've eaten has been bad, but this is probably at the bottom of my list. It's like if you like churros, you might like it. They're 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 pretty. <laughs> they're churros. They're, they're churros. I mean, I think... Dipping them know, in the ice cream and chocolate, you know, will help if you're an ice cream I, I, I think they're almost... They very quickly become not part of the equation because what we got first to the Tres Leches, which is now nothing more than... They could basically bring this back to the kitchen because you guys have cleaned it. The way you all reacted to the Tres Leches, like Canada's little eyes were bugging out of it, marrying you too. I, uh, it was insane. I think this might be the best. It's not a traditional trace light chase. It might be the best trace light chase I've ever had. It was re- like the cake was perfectly dense. The milk was so delicious. And on top, there was like, I don't even know what it was. It was really, really good though. It was like a marshmallow. It was a, it was, a, it was compressed pineapple and marshmallow. Yeah, I described it as a, as a bread pudding. That's what it reminded me of. The whole thing reminded me of just the best bread pudding. But, And by the way, there is one good use for the churros. Because after you finish eating the tres leches, yeah. there's a lot of sauce left at the bottom. And the churros are actually good for that. Yeah. It's, it's really good and not nearly big enough. It's a tiny, 
And the dessert, it, it's one person dessert. It's definitely a one person dessert. Don't let anyone else. Don't let anyone else get in. <laughs> Kenneth is sopping it up like an Italian on Sunday dinner with his bread and the spaghetti sauce. Like literally, just like <laughs> it's re- it's really good. The and you're a sweet yeah, you the trace leches. I love like a good moist trace leches, and this is just like soaked in whatever that sauce is. And oh my god, but we're not done. And it and it is definitely more. It's more bready than it is flanny type consistency. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it. we'll talk about my favorite in a minute. I mean, this was good. I've had trace leches that I personally prefer, but most of the table... You can talk about the one from the Festival of the Arts and how good it was at the at the Encanto booth. That yeah. That's one of the best trace leches yeah. I've ever had. So the one, if you happen to be at Festival of the Arts and went to the Encanto-themed booth, they had a coconut trace leches there that I loved and that was not quite as saucy as this. I mean, this is good, but... The next thing is my favorite. Don't I, get saucy with me, yeah. Bernays. What movie? What movie? Really <laughs> I think I like this Trace Leches better because I like a denser. This is like, it's more of a bread pudding. It's really dense, but it still sops up the leches well. And then there's also, and the Trace Leches, come, by the way, comes in at nine. All the desserts are $9 each. The seasonal fruit sorbet, also plant-based, is? Oh, mango <laughs> lime. And it's if you can stop stuffing your face for no. five seconds. <laughs> I think I love the translation. It was really, really good. This still might be my favorite. And I also just am a huge mango fan. And as soon as I heard that the flavor was mango lime, I said, "Pretty please, there's tahini on your menu. Bring us tahini. Life hack: get tahini on the side. It's like a seasoning." No, no. explain it. So you need to explain this because I you did th- that was yeah, brilliant. Because you always, I always put tahini on mango. It's I mean, so I'm explain what tahini is and, and yeah, I'm saying it like I invented it. No, um, you know, many people tahini is like a uh, I don't want to butcher the explanation of this. Um, it's a seasoning that's like chili lime flavored, and I put it on like cucumbers and fruits and mango all the time. Many people do. So when I heard that the flavor was mango lime, I was like, mm, tahini is on your menu. Can you please bring us a side of tahini? And he was like. Mm, Okay, you might get a little weird look, but, like, it is the move. It's a little bit of spicy and, like, sour on the really sweet sorbet. It's amazing. I'm going to so use that and not credit you for it. (laughs) So tahini is chili, lime, and salt. Um, Chili, lime, and salt together. And it's just, like, a spice that you can buy at um, some international markets and stuff. And sell it at Publix now. Yeah, and you can get it, like, on fresh mango. Like, if you go to a farmer's market, they'll give you, like, a mango kind of cut into a rose, and they'll sprinkle the tahini all over it, and it's delicious. We keep it in the house, too, but this was a great move to get it with the sorbet. I always put it in my guac. You say why it's so good. People don't realize that that the salt actually brings out the sweetness. That's why sometimes people say they put salt. They put <laughs> they put salt on watermelon. They put salt on like because it brings out. It makes it sweeter, not saltier. That's brilliant. That's a brilliant move. I love it. I love that. And 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 on its own though, the sorbet yeah, is really really good. And the berries they're gone. They came with this lovely little mix of berries that were in there. They're gone. And it's a huge like it's a softball size. Um, sorbet. sorbet. It's not like a, a little tiny little um, a intermezzo. Fresh, with a lot of nice fresh fruit with yeah. it. That, yeah. That a, this is a shareable, right? Yeah. Unlike the Tres Leches, no, this I, is definitely a shareable. I could see myself coming here with my friends and just getting like this. Instead that's of a really, like, that's a really, <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, I think that sorbet 
is literally the perfect way to end this type of a meal, like considering what we had. So, so master your perfect meal at Three Bridges. We did. Eh, okay. it's fine. No, it's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah the churros were. I didn't know. We you, they were so well, the remarkable churros, because there's a churros and then there's this off-menu thing that I guess they'll make it on there eventually, which is basically churros and ice cream. Yeah. And cold, hot, cold chocolate sauce. Not. I don't think it was on purpose. One of the chocolate <laughs> sauces is warm and the other one is cold, but I don't think it's on purpose. Well, the cold with the cold ice cream, it was. It's fine. It's it's a churro dessert. So. So, craft your perfect sort of entree, appetizer, dessert. You you mix and match however you want to do. What what's the play, right? The next time you come here, with with if we come here together as friends, what's the play? Because we can't do this every single time. So I think I would do if I was here with people. So I'm having trouble because my favorite appetizer and my favorite entree are both curry. So I probably wouldn't double up personally. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a poke bowl to share to start because that's nice and light and fresh. And then once we finish our poke bowl... Well, because I can't think of another app an that I would trade off. It's really hard because you want to sort of get the hummus get and the, the and the curry. I want the hummus and the curry, but I don't know that I would want both curry dishes at the same time. No. So I would probably so I would do a poke because that's nice and light, and then I would do the to share with people, and then I would have the coconut curry chicken, and then I would finish with the sorbet. I don't know who these people are you're coming with, but look at her. She's so offended that you didn't like her. No, no, the Pokemon. So I was gonna say I would get the I would get the hum I would get the hummus for sure. I would actually get the roasted corn dip and the hummus as appetizers. I get I would get the Poke Bowl as an entree, and I get the sorbet to finish it off. And it's. Did you ever watch Shark Tank? And all yeah. the sharks are sort of talking, and Mark Cuban is sitting there stone-faced. Look at Kenneth. He's he's like the Mark Cuban of Shark Tank. He's like, he's really sort of not only judging Lisa at her bizarre combination, but... You know I, what? I went first, <laughs> and I tried to come up with a meal that wouldn't double up. So, Mr. Her. Cuban, there's, there's an offer on the table. What's your... Uh, what's your pre- well, you know, I hesitate to say, because... We won't judge you. I promise. You know, most people will fall trying to do what I did, but I mean, you have to be a professional. But I would order the chicken wings, and then I would follow that with the tacos, and then I would have the tres leches for dessert. But I don't think most people would be able to eat that much. So if you ordered the the chicken wings, you might want to just eat one or two. Because the tacos can be very filling, and that, and you have to save room for that dessert. But the sorbet just melts around everything. Oh, but you have to tell, you have to tell them you want the tureen, though. If you're getting the sorbet, the tahine, tahine, tureen, tahine. I don't know, tahine in a tureen. I want the the, the the salty lime stuff. They won't, they won't know. They, he was looking at me weird when I asked. Um, you can go first, Nick. Okay. So my perfect meal would be. Like simple hummus, uh, chicken, tres leches, done. 
I love the hummus. I think I would skip it, though. I would just come and get, like, a, a little fresh drink, like the little lemonade or something. And then I would get fries. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'd get the hummus. I'd get a side of fries. And then I'd get two desserts. I'd get the tres leches and the sorbet. And then you're, like, a little, like, light grazing vibe. So the problem – I understand the problem. The problem, and you have to sort of go. I think you have to sort of go backwards to forward. So you obviously you you get the mango sorbet. I, I mean, I just can't. I can't get away from the coconut curry chicken. I understand, like curry hummus, curry chicken. Like it's it's a lot. You can do it anyway. No, what I would do, I would say, I would ask the server if I could go a little off menu. Is there any possible way? to get some of those smoked paprika fries as an appetizer and then sort of sashay my way into the... (laughs) What? That's like what I just said. I wasn't paying attention. I was busy in my own head. You... I don't think you just invented something. No, I wasn't listening to you. Wait, you said the same thing? No, I was just like, I'll just get hummus and fries and dessert. Well, I didn't say that. You get the fries as... Sachet. It's a. Um, I was trained in the French culinary arts, and you sachet from one meal to another. You invented fries. I didn't invent. You You know what, man? Really nicely. Well, because it's not on the menu. Because I don't want to set unreasonable expectations. There's not fries as an appetizer on the menu. Okay. Well. Well, you know what? You know what else I'm going to ask for tonight? Separate checks. So. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see how you like it. Well, without one thing we can all agree on is that Three Bridges, for me anyway, exceeded expectations like way more than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, we really enjoyed the menu. I think this is what we're doing is exactly the way to come and enjoy it. You get your family together, you get some friends together, you sit outside on a glorious night like this and just attack the menu from every different direction. Everything, for the most part, is shareable. Nicholas is still eating churros, by the way. I don't know how you're doing it. Um, yeah, I think this is... And when the conversation starts to happen about what is what is the or, or what are some of the best lounges on property, uh, I think this... This is this is definitely in there, and and I think in terms of the variety of the menu, the size of the menu, in terms of lounges, I don't know if a lounge that has this much to offer in Cape terms Town of dining. Lounge. So Cape Town Lounge, because you can order off the Gico menu, is, I think is the only thing that would come close to this kind even, of. I don't feel like it's the same thing because you're almost just borrowing from the restaurant next yeah, door. Whereas this is like, I mean, the only thing about this that makes it a lounge to me is that it's open air and doesn't open until 4.30. I mean, this is a, well, right. But that part of it is really nice because how often can you come in and get a meal like this with no reservation, like after park close even, to come right. here like after you I, leave Epcot I think that's the move, really. If you're, especially if you're if you're closing down Epcot, yeah. you just roll over here. This is It's a great way to finish the night for sure. Yeah, and I would say as good as this food is, come with friends. It's just, that's what made it tonight, really. And we also, I don't think we've paid proper service to this setting in this evening. Like, it was a hot day, like mid-90s, and we're sitting out here. It's breezy and beautiful. Under a fan. Under a fan, looking out on the water, and Grandestino, which is so gorgeous. 
I think it's worth saying if you are alone. I mean, there's a there's also bar seating here too. So if you want to, if you don't want to, if you feel weird sitting at a table by yourself, which I don't know why you should, but if you do, you can always sit at the bar too and chat it up with the bartenders and other folks. Yeah, you know, when I've made solo trips to Walt Disney World, some of the best times I've had have been sitting at bars because you meet other Disney fans. Some some of them are on solo trips, and it's really a lot of fun. This. Like, this lounge, like, it isn't really a lounge. Like, the quality of food and just, like, every little aspect combined from the setting to, like, the food again. <laughs> like, every single thing combines to make it more like a five-star dining experience rather than just, like, a lounge. Um, I've already texted my friends. I told them that we're going to – that they would love the vibe. My friend Macy, this is, like, her vibe, the, like – interior of like the lobby and everything so we already planned we're gonna come here and i'm telling them that we're just gonna come and like get sorbet and sit outside over the summer like it's it's a it's a destination lounge it is it's a destination lounge especially if you're local like i would make a special trip the only caveat i would say is it took us an hour to get in right tonight we we did a walk up with a party of six and it was an hour but yeah, you know, we killed that hour by walking up to Dahlia and having <laughs> having some other food we didn't tell you about. If only I could find somebody to review Dahlia Lounge, somebody, anybody who would review that with me. It's another review for another day. So this meal is even more shameful than we're letting on. We because we actually <laughs> ate before we came. Well, I cannot thank you all enough for a wonderful meal, a wonderful evening, so many laughs and incredible food uh please do me a favor we'll go around the horn quickly tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and the interwebs my name is lisa denoto glasner you can find me at the castle run and at corememorycandles.com and on instagram as the castle runner and core memory candles i'm jason Knapp with here with the magic and here with magic.com also on instagram and facebook but you should check out the soundscapes podcast which is an immersive listening experience and if you kind of love that 3D sound thing. You're going to love soundscapes. And don't forget your Thursday night Facebook Live. After hours. I didn't want to, I don't want to take too much time. After hours, let's talk Disney with Carlos Ponte Ponte Silva and Colin Puddles Kendall from Guide for WDW. Yes. And we finally have somewhere to go for <laughs> sort of kind of for Kenda. Uh, you can follow my cat on Instagram. Um, it's Marbly Cat. That's M-A-R-B-L-E-Y-C-A-T, if you wish. Uh, Otherwise, I know a lot of you have connected with me on Facebook, and I welcome new friends. So, I really want to see how well we could make Marbly Cat do, and I'll obviously put links to all those in the show notes. And you should follow me on Instagram, Mary Mangiello, to see my Pittsburgh adventures. And your Pittsburgh adventures are taking you where? Carnegie Mellon University School of Drama next year. Woo-woo-woo! Go Tartans! I'm not crying. Maybe I am just a little. Go follow Kenneth's cat. Like, (laughs) that's where I'm going to send you. (laughs) Well, I want to know from you, our friend who has been sort of virtually sitting along here with us, have you been to Three Bridges? What are your thoughts? And if not, is Three Bridges on your plans for your next trip? And actually... Better yet, if you come to Three Bridges, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. Let us know exactly what you think as it happens. Nicholas, Marion, Kenneth Scott, Jason, Lisa, and our server, wherever you are, 
Thank you guys for an amazing, delicious, and wonderful night. It's nap time. Thank you. Thank you. My one takeaway is Kenneth's cat. Time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World's history or see how well you pay attention to the details and what you see, hear, remember, or taste, not just from the parks, but sometimes from the movies, as in last week. And if you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. Because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you literally help bring every episode of WW Radio to life Every live broadcast, the contests, the giveaways, they're all thanks to, by, for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar a month and get cool exclusive rewards every month like scavenger hunts, trivia quests. We have group video calls, access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages, early access to special events, and lots more. I am sincerely grateful to you and for you and for the love and the support and the friendship you've extended to me. I love being able to give back to you through the nation. And I want to thank some new and longtime members of the nation family, including Andy J75, Paul Goodwin, Ken McGraw, and Susan Simpkins. If you want to find out how you can be part of the nation and in turn help our Dream Team project, which benefits the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, we were talking about Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which opens in just a couple of days. I cannot wait to go back and ride what many are calling the overall best attraction anywhere in Walt Disney World. I am very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts about Guardians of the Galaxy. Anyway, the question last week was to tell me, what are the names of Peter Quill's ships in the Guardians of the Galaxy films? You already know one from his 1980s sitcom crush, and many of you, when you answered, told me about your similar obsession to, of course, Alyssa Milano. The first ship was Milano. It was damaged and left behind. And then the subsequent ship, also an M-class spaceship, was the Benatar, named after rock star Pat Benatar. I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one, and last week you were playing for a very special prize, which was a Walt Disney Imagineering exclusive limited edition of 400 Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind logo pin. This is no longer available. It's something I had in my personal collection that I just thought would make a very cool and timely and appropriate prize for last week's question. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Christine Butcher. So, Christine, congratulations. I have your address. I will get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, thank you for playing. But don't worry, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week we are dining at, and we might as well stay at, the Grand Destino Tower over at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. And tell me, what is the name of the concierge-level lounge at the Grand Destino Tower? The concierge-level lounge at Grand Destino Tower has a very specific name. Just tell me, what is it called? You have until Sunday, May 29th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And this week, you're once again going to play for a WWO pin, keychain, and bonus mystery prize. So good luck and have fun.
That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen. Hopefully not hungry this and every week. I'd love to know your thoughts about Three Bridges over at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. You can let me know by being part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can talk not just about this week's show and the podcast in general, but anything in the Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars universe. Also, be sure to turn on notifications there and on the WW Radio page at facebook.com slash WW Radio so you don't miss a thing, including our weekly live broadcasts every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern and other unscathed scheduled live broadcast. So for example, this week I'm going out to Anaheim for Star Wars Celebration Thursday, May 26th through Sunday, May 29th. I'll be live taking you through and around the show floor and I'm very excited to be part of Star Wars Celebration as I've been invited to record an episode of WW Radio live on the podcast stage on Sunday. So if you're going to be at Celebration, come on out Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on the podcast stage. I'd love to not only see and meet you there, but I'm going to have some contest prizes and giveaways during the session as well. Also, be sure to join our spoiler support group at www.radio.com spoilers, where we talk all things spoilers about anything on Disney+. Plus. In the movies, we've got Ms. Marvel coming up, Obi-Wan, the She-Hulk trailer. There's a lot going on, a lot of spoiler-filled goodness again www.radio.com slash spoilers. You can also connect with me online. I'm at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming show, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com or call the voicemail. Be heard on the air at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. And of course, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing continues to beat a handshake and a hug. So visit our events page at www.radio.com slash events for our next meet of the month in Walt Disney World, our cruises on the Disney Wish in August and December, our Disney Fantasy eight-night group cruise in April 2023, on-the-road meetups, and a few things I'm not quite ready to announce just yet. Then again, I have not one, but two things that I'm going to release this week are Adventures by Disney Trip to Italy and our Adventures by Disney Trip to Wyoming in 2023 have been rescheduled. I'm going to release more information and the exact dates in the clubhouse this week. So if you are interested in joining us on the WW Radio exclusive trips to Italy and or Wyoming in 2023, stay tuned to the clubhouse and the events page for more information coming out this week. And if you're looking to join us on any of these cruises and or adventures, or you're just looking to book your next trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Aulani, Disney Cruise Line, anywhere in this big, blue, beautiful world of ours, you're going to visit our friends over at mousefantravel.com for a free, no obligation quote, the incredible levels of personal service that they give all of their clients, which is why I have used, trusted, and recommended them for more than 15 years. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Tell a friend, post about this or one of your favorite episodes on social, tag me at Lou Mangiello so I can see it and reshare it for you. And if you can, take just a couple of seconds. You can rate the show over in Spotify Podcasts, or better yet, rate and review the show over in Apple Podcasts. It is incredibly helpful. Takes just a few seconds. I want to thank some recent reviewers like Ashley M. Newell, who says, it is the best podcast out there. Lou brings joy to every single show. I've been listening for years. Thank you, and I've loved every single episode. I'm an elementary school teacher. Big thanks to you. Living way too far from Florida to be able to get to the parks very often, but Lou and all of his amazing guests help bring the magic to me every week. 
I love how knowledgeable and engaging each episode is for both myself and my kids. I love that, by the way. I hope one day I can make it to a meet of the month or a running team event. Until then, Lou, keep up the amazing work. Your passion and dedication have not gone unnoticed. Wow, Ashley, thank you so much. Also, big thanks to the page master who says everything Disney. I'm a big Disney fan. The podcast is a blast. Each episode contains facts and fun things about Disney. I listen to one to three episodes a day at work. Wow, that's a lot of Lou. That's how much I love it. Thank you for this. It is a lot of fun. Page Master and Ashley, thank you both so very much. Again, please leave a rating and review over an Apple podcast. And as you can see, I will read it here on the show. Finally, most importantly, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. I am grateful to you and for you for the gift of your time and your attention and your friendship and the gift of allowing me to do what I do and share it with you. And I hope that in addition to bringing you a little bit of Disney magic that I think we all need every week in different ways, I hope that you're also maybe inspired a little bit to choose the good and to be the good and to be the positive light that you want to see in this world because I promise you that positivity is contagious. And you know what? You're going to feel better as well. Thank you again. I hope that this truly is your best week ever. I hope to see you live at Star Wars Celebration or during the live broadcast. So until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou. This is Catherine from Massachusetts calling. For those of you who pay a lot of attention to these phone calls, I am glad to say that my son's broken arm is healing really well. So (laughs) if you've been thinking about him, I appreciate it. Uh, We are actually caught up for once, but I am throwing back to episode 671. I've been meaning to call about this for a while, and I'm just getting around to it. The top 10 ideas for themed dining at the world, and you guys hit mine, which was something themed to the Tower of Terror. I believe at one point in the queue, it might not be there anymore, but I think at, at least at one point there was even a, you know, a, a board of where you could find the different things in the hotel, and one of them was a restaurant, and it always seemed to me that that would be perfect, that they should totally do that, and theming to the 1930s, that could be really, really cool. Um, over at studios. So we, but my son thought of something super cool that, and he said that I had his permission to call in and tell it to you on the voicemail, which is Shay Platypus from Phineas and Ferb. There was an episode in which they created a super fancy high scale dining establishment in the backyard, Shea Platypus. And my son thinks it would be hilarious if they could create that, and I have to agree that that would be amazing. So the question, of course, is where to put it. He is in favor of uh, Hollywood Studios as well. I think it might be fun, actually, in the um, American Pavilion over in Epcot because they don't have a high a high class sit down establishment over there for dining that I can think of I'm pretty sure even with the new barbecue place so I think tucked in the back of the America pavilion there might be a good place too but wherever you put it how could you not love eating with Shea platypus so that was our idea hope you're all doing well and probably talk to you again soon thanks bye bye 
Hey, Lou, this is Sean from Ohio. I am really late listening to the podcast, the redo of the uh, top smells of Disney World, and I think I can identify the monorail smell. Um, I spent eight years in the Air Force, and what the monorail always reminded me of is that aircraft smell from an aircraft that hasn't been used for a while. It's kind of like if you open a refrigerator that's been unplugged, it just has an odd plastic smell. Well, aircraft that hasn't been used for a long time has a very unique smell. And every time I get on the monorail, I smell an aircraft. It has an aviation smell to it. And that's the best way I can describe the monorail. And I'd love to do it, like, side by side. Take, like, a 737 that's kind of been sitting around for six months and hasn't been flying. Go in it, smell it, then go in the monorail. It has a very unique aviation aircraft smell. Anyway, I love your show. And I just got done listening to that, and uh, thought I'd call. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, Pennsylvania. I just finished listening to the latest podcast with you and Kendall Foreman talking about the uh, walkthrough funhouse at Fort Wilderness that never came to be. Um, and it got me thinking, when you listed all of the things over there, it was sort of like if they could all still be there, it would be a mini fifth gate. So you would have River Country, the Walkthrough Funhouse, Discovery Island, Hoop to Do Review, Sadie Mays, the train, like all those things together. It's like a little tiny mini fifth park. It would have been so amazing. And I understand for many, many reasons why all those things are not there. Um, but just. It's fun to imagine the possibilities. There's so much space over there. It would be really, really cool. I hope I hope someday they do incorporate Sadie Mae somewhere because that sounds really awesome. And uh, anyway, I really, really enjoyed the show. It was so cool. Um, it makes me want to go find that book. And I just love hearing about all of the history and um, the stuff that, um, you know, nobody knows about because we don't want it to fade away and die. We want to keep those stories going and the information flowing. So I appreciate it. It was a wonderful episode. Everybody make somebody smile. Have a wonderful day. I'm getting my day started, waiting for all the doggies to arrive. And it's a beautiful day here in Pennsylvania. Take care. Bye. Nervous eater.